My children, before you depart on your personally transformative journey to save the pickle realm, I'd like to give you each a parting gift. Kyle, my eldest, I'll always think fondly of you running through the wheat fields just before harvest. I present to you a pack of band-aids to protect your nipples from chafing as you gallivant about the wilds. So, uh, Josh, about those, uh, you know, I kind of just used them all to heal myself because I, uh, I got damaged pretty bad out in those, those wheat fields. <laughs> you haven't got any more of those? Maybe some, some gauze pads? <laughs> you get what you get and nothing more, goddammit. All right, Hunter, my middle child. Fine. Bitch. Well, I know your hunger strikes were just a manifestation of your teenage angst. I'd like to present you with a jar of marshmallow spread for sustenance. Oh, sustenance or deviance. It'll get used one way or the other. <laughs> Hunter, do you have any extra? I could use some of that to, to kind of hell myself up some more emergencies. This is for my deviant behavior. You, you don't have to tell me what that is. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just speculate. Um, I believe it's masturbation. Oh, okay. Right. Well, <laughs> use the colloquial term. Kyle has his thing for his nipples, and I have mine. I just like to note it's not even 40 seconds in, and we've hit masturbation and nipples. So. <laughs> It'll be a humdinger. We need to start a bingo board for this. <laughs> Brooks, my baby, my sweet, delicate boy, since you've always been drawn to your mother's wardrobe, I present you with your great-great-grandmother's corset. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. I'll just slip that on real quick. Uh, uh, Josh, is this by chance a magical corset? I think you'll find that while there's a pinch of magic in the corset, most of it resides within your heart. I just feel so... So you come with lube to get it on? I just... Fuck you. I just feel <laughs> so so tingly inside. Uh-huh. Josh? What? Do you want to save the pickle realm? Do you want to go and fight? Do you want to impel goblins and sludge monsters on the end of your knife? Do you like the pixel art style? Or do you find it well worn out? (laughs) Is your name Hunter Sealock? No matter the game, you'll find something to bitch about. This episode, this episode, we're going to do some game reviews. This episode, this episode, <laughs> Kyle might send out some nudes. This episode, yeah. this episode, but first here's a little bit of news. Because Randy Pitchford never bothered me anyway. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, that was amazing. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, in the podcast. Oh, Just in the there. We're not going to beat that. Oh, my God. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, so I'm crying. When listening, those nudes will be with healed oh. nipples. They won't be ruined nipples. Photoshop so. his nipples. No. Don't worry about it. You'll Brooks, get the that was... grade A stuff. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I owe it all to this magical corset. <laughs> my heart's no longer frozen. <laughs> I feel tingly as I put it on. <laughs> oh my god. Whether you wanted it or not, you're listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox News Reviews, Theories and Conspiracies podcast. Today on the show, 
We're featuring a review of Children of Morta, as well as a hands-on with Disintegration's technical beta. But first, as Brooks so eloquently saying, we're going to start with our new segment. So, Hunter, I'm going to toss it to you. Brooks likes to keep it gender fluid. Overwatch <laughs> likes to keep it meta fluid. Tell us about it. Right. Yes, so Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan's come out. Uh, Overwatch is going to be changing the meta constantly uh, at this point. There's still a little bit of confusion to me as to exactly how they're going to do it, but they're going to have like a new experimental card. So you're going to have quick play, competitive, and experimental. And that is probably going to be new modes and stuff. So they're going to be doing that. I think that's where they're going to do like balance shifts and new modes instead of doing it on the PTS, which means it'll be on console as well. So I think that'll make it a little easier for console players to get in on some of the testing phase for some of that new stuff. But then on competitive, it looks like they're going to be doing hero pools, which means they're going to, Kaplan said, specifically target the meta more frequently and aggressively, end quote. So there's going to be uh, a selection of heroes that are disabled for a week at a time. And they'll go back. And those those heroes are going to be pulled, are going to be randomly selected from a group of eligible heroes. And they're going to pull a tank, okay. a support, and two DPS a week based on play rate. So the heroes that people are playing most of are going to be put in a pool and randomly one's going to be plucked out for competitive mode. That's just not going to be available to keep the uh, to keep the meta changing all the time. And that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I can't think of a game, particularly that like hero genre, that has done like kind of a on the developer side pooled characters because there's like League Paladins. Oh, Brooks, you remember on Rainbow Six? Is this still set up where you can vote to to ban a certain player each match at the beginning of the game? I know oh, they used to do that. I don't know if on, Rainbow still does it. On competitive, you can. Okay. Yeah, so that's how they usually do it. It's like a player voting system. I, I kind of dig the idea of the of Blizzard kind of dictating week to week. I think it's kind of cool. And it's yeah, they they've been over. Blizzard has been off and on on changing the meta. Sometimes they say "fuck off," this is the meta, play it or don't. Sure. And other times they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna change it." Like it just it just kind of depends. But that's one of the things the players are never happy about. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Nobody's ever really happy about it. it, and they always want the last meta. That was always the best one, and then they fucked it up with this one. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm most mostly curious to see if they leave Quick Play as a a full, like a vanilla version of it, if you will, where they're not really dicking with that. And then in the experimental, they'll be adding modes and kind of playing with the balance of maybe uh, like damage balances and stuff like that. And then in con they're going to be doing these hero pools. I'm going to be in, I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to how many people are going to mess with it cuz like that might drag me back into back into comp, you know what I'm saying? Where I think it would level it out for guys like me that don't play it a whole lot yeah. but that enjoy the game. Like I say. can't play comp. I just can't do it. I'm not mm-hmm. good enough to do it and I just get mauled. But if there were some of those cuz the the characters are going to pull are going to be like the may uh Arissa and Sigma, Moira, like those are the ones they're going to pull. That there's always one on the other team, and they're always mauling everybody. Oh, you know, yeah. so I think it'll make it a lot more accessible Hunter, to a certain group uh, of players. Hunter, you're really good with all of those characters. 
Fuck yeah. Josh and I are going to be screwed when they pull our characters. Yeah. We have like one character, Kyle, it's the worst character, but it's all we can do. No, I've got two. I've got two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, but that's like, I, I love running support, so that'll make me... Uh, That'll make me get a little bit better with some of those other supports that I'm only adequate with instead of just maining Moira for heels, you know? So uh, I think sure. I think it'll be fun. I'm not uh, – I'm pretty optimistic about it at this point, honestly. So it's it's too early yeah. to tell what that's going to mean for the game as a whole, but it seems pretty exciting, pretty big changes. I think it'll be a good shakeup. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's Well, that's one of the things that they kind of mentioned in this article is the game's four years old. How do you keep a game fresh after that long anyways? You know, so it's going to mm-hmm. be – yeah. It's pretty good. I'm I'm on board. And it seems like a good time for them to get kind of wild. Like you mentioned the experimental playlist and stuff with Overwatch 2 on the horizon. Right. Yeah. I didn't they, think they about can that. fine tune and figure out what's going to work best for it too whenever it comes out. That's this this seems smart. But you know, Blizzard can't be in the news for exclusively positive things. So Brooks, why don't you tell us about the other reason Blizzard is in the news? <laughs> yep. Out of the Blizzard frying pan and into the Blizzard fire. <laughs> Work half three. Classic Blizzard. Baby. So, uh, just a quick summary. Um, Warcraft 3 Reforged is a classic favorite Reforged Warcraft 3. Reforged's reimagining of the real-time strategy game that laid the foundation for Azeroth's most epic stories. It is a remake featuring a thorough visual overhaul, a suite of contemporary social and matchmaking features, and more. Um, only it's not any any of those things. <laughs> so this this is a, I believe uh, the article is uh, from Forbes. Uh, Paul Tassi, um, Jesus Christ, we ought to get a dollar for every time we plug this guy. Um, but well, he least, should probably get the dollar. Yeah. Maybe we stop giving him credit. I don't want to have to pay right. love the guy well, to death. But well, no. See, we I'm we have poor. exclusive we have exclusive streaming rights to his to his articles. I don't think uh, we do. So we don't have to pay. That's the case. We don't have to record. pay him. And um, hey, fuck you guys. This is my news story. Okay, <laughs> back off. All right. <laughs> Uh, so Tassie dug as, as, as much as he could, and he did find one game that was uh, user-reviewed on Metacritic worse than this, um, but it didn't have any actual reviews um, from, you know, game reviewers. Critics, yeah. Uh, critics, and, it, and it, it was a piece of trash anyways. But so 63 on the Metascore rating, 0.5 uh, on the user score. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Wow. So Out of 10, 0.5. Yeah. He gets 50 oh, cents God. now. So a lot of this article is is really just explaining, you know, that players review bombed it. Um, and it talks a little bit about, you know, the social science behind that is if you don't have a streaming platform, um, you know, YouTube, Twitch or anything like that with a big following, you can't really get your voice out about how disappointed you are um, in what transpired here. And so they review bombed the game. Um, and in this case, it seems likely so. Uh, Blizzard did a remake of it and then went to strip 90% of what the users enjoyed about Warcraft 3 from the game. Uh, to the extent that a lot of users have <laughs> went and downloaded pirated copies of the old game so that they can actually play it. Oh. Uh, wow. Yeah. 
so that's 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 pretty much the whole thing. Uh, go read the article if you want a little more in depth uh, talk on it and what all they've they've pulled out. <laughs> but yeah, absolute disaster. Blizzard and- looks at Fallout seventy six. Hold my <laughs> beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've been having a rough go of it, man. They have not been looking so hot in the spotlight lately. Um. Got that Overwatch League money. They're set for a little while. Kyle, why don't you tell us um, about one of Microsoft's new programs? Yeah, the bug bounty program. Man, every time I hear about somebody's, I, f- I wish I was all savvy. With yeah. But there's some good money to be had in these bug bounty programs. Any company. Sure. Yeah. Plenty but, of uh, to be digitally, you digitally you cashed in there. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's funny. The article started with Xbox Live has never suffered a major hack. It's like, oh, great, put a target on it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so they like to keep that way, so they're going to reward uh, people who report vulnerabilities and uh, big bugs in the range of $500 to $20,000 USD. Yes. The bigger rewards are for hacks that you can like do remotely with coding and such. So they're saying those are on the top end, and then there's just low-quality ones that don't have a huge impact on much of anything. I'm going to have to figure out how to hack Microsoft so I can get paid, son. Yeah, dude. But what's funny is at the end of the article, this is on Kotaku, by the way, uh, they mentioned, you know, uh, Nintendo's done it, you know, up to like 20 grand. Um, Other companies have, and then there's Sony, they give out T-shirts. (laughs) <laughs> Notably, it was Sony's network that went down for 23 days after the service was hacked in 2011. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go God, figure. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. He gets a t-shirt. <laughs> Thanks. That's almost like putting a Band-Aid on a real raw nipple. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Hutton. God's pads. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm making a note. I'm making a note. Um, Big nipples. Well, you, you got a little little more news to share with us. So your your bread and butter, <laughs> your, yes, your sweet yeah. thing. GTA Five's got some big news for all you GTAers out there. If you haven't known yet, up to uh, this Thursday when they reset, you can get a million GTA dollars. And then this Thursday to next Thursday, the thirteenth, the sixth to the thirteenth, you can get another million dollars for logging in and playing a little bit is there a amount of time that you need to be on that you would suggest i know you've kind of done these before now, i think there is because you know i logged on friday and saturday to do like the wheel spin stuff but uh i have yet to you know i just logged in earlier today and i don't have anything yet so gotcha i'm sure there's i don't know probably like 30 minutes to an hour minutes, or something yeah. Yeah, it seems like 30 minutes is worth before because i mm-hmm. remember you saying that too of the show, uh, be worth a, a login for anybody. Yeah, so treat themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love to treat yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's really about the only thing I've spent money on in that game is ridiculous outfit. That's yeah, I've probably spent too much on it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll ramble on here. Uh, so this week, some details emerged about uh, Bungie's next project. We've talked about it before that. They received $100 million from NetEase, which is a Chinese company that primarily makes mobile games. Uh, this was probably a year and a half, two years ago when they received this. Um, but it was to create a new 
intellectual property. We're finally starting to see some hints of what this will look like. So um, our first hints come from a job listing for an incubation art director. And the description um, for the job is, are you on a mission to create games that bond players together into deeply invested communities? Would you like to work on something comedic with lighthearted and whimsical characters? Do you think a lot about how art impacts gameplay, how character design can enable fan cosplays, or how character poses and environments speak to different cultures all around the world? So The fuck? Uh, character yeah. poses? I know, man. Like, this is, like, uh, shamelessly leading into the, the, like, Fortnite emote shit or the you know, when I think cosplay uh, and whimsical characters, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. Overwatch that's, for sure. Um, that's a bit cringy. Do you want right? to create like characters? That's almost, it's like, <sighs> Do you want to create characters that end up on the back pages of Pornhub? Yeah. Yeah. Come on down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to create characters where Brooks starts his search? Because he starts on page five. <laughs> that's his secret. Um, I don't know if he's here to defend That's himself. The trick. Yeah, yeah, the trick. Uh, yeah, so, no, no, yeah, no. Oh, shit. Don't disregard that. Disregard no, that. Just, he's not here. I'm just choosing not. not <laughs> oh, okay, great. Not um, no comment so, means he's guilty. I'm not put my magical corset back on. <laughs> I just want to flat I'm into it. Put the corset on. Uh, what page of Pornhub do you start on? <laughs> For me, it's six or seven. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and so it also mentions making like a competitive game in one of the job descriptions. And so, I mean, this sounds a lot like a hero shooter. Or so, I mean, it doesn't specifically mention shooter, but God, if Bungie, Bungie's got to lean into their strengths here. I mean, if they made something that wasn't a shooting game, that's kind of fucked in my opinion. Because that's, that's what they do better than just about anybody else. I mean, I, I think, like, maybe Call of Duty has, like, a gun feel as equivalent to to Destiny or something. But, it, I mean, it's different. It's just kind of like your taste, whichever you prefer. But those are, like, at the top of the game when it comes to just how uh, the shooting mechanics feel. Um, so I, I would say it sounds a lot like a hero shooter. Um, I'm glad they're making a new intellectual property. I think they desperately need to make something that's competitive and doesn't have a loot pool that they have to balance between a bunch of different game modes. That'd be great for them to just Shit. have something simple. Hey, everybody, could, I finally got the workcliffe coil. <laughs> you did get the right. fucking loot drops. <laughs> I got a, a workcliffe coil last weekend. It's only been 19 years. Yeah. Yeah, we're almost three years into that game, and uh, you got something that was out day one. So that's uh, right. Thanks, Bungie. Make impressive. some more loot pools, you fucks. <laughs> Transitioning uh, now to Hunter's Angry Corner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> coming in hot. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll see. I mean, I'm sure that's still a couple of years away before we see anything come to fruition on that. But I do think it's good for Bungie to start getting into different projects and stuff. Who, wrote, who brought that article to us today, Josh? Uh, Forbes. That would be a, a Mr. Paul Tassie. 
Uh, for the uninitiated. Goddamn legend. Yeah, she said it. Senior. Yeah. God damn it. I'm part of it. <laughs> Paul, we just love your work, bud. Don't make me pay you money. Um, and <laughs> Paul Tassie ain't gonna hear this shit. <laughs> Paul Tassie will find it, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the Netherlands. The Ukraine. He might listen. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel that like with all the you know search algorithms and whatnot out there and uh, on the on the old interwebs, uh, we're about to start popping up at, at, anytime somebody. Yeah, we're just gonna Pitchford. say his name a bunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm worried because there's a lot of services that are about to like transcribe podcasts automatically to text, so when people search for terms, it'll find it within the audio instead of just the. The like metadata attached mm-hmm. to the episode. <laughs> when that happens, be a bunch of people that's looking for Randy Pitchford's magic podcast, and they're going <laughs> to yeah. end up here with us just yeah, fucking goblins at us for a year. It's almost been a year of fucking this guy up. <laughs> we might as well have. That's what the T-shirt is, Josh. It's just a yeah. character, culture, a cartoon of that. We should have an- a charcuterie chair. <laughs> chair. I don't know why it's a chair board is what I meant. Jesus Christ, I'm tired. We should yeah. throw an anniversary roast for old Pitchford. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good. We should find the first episode where we roasted him, and we'll oh, it's we'll do a one year. Yeah, it was probably pretty early. It probably was episode one. Um, anyway, we'll roll on here. So. Um, I played a little bit of Disintegration this weekend. I didn't play a ton of it, but it had its technical beta up. This is a game from V1 Interactive, the gaming studio founded by former Bungie creative director Marcus Leto. Leto's credited as a co-creator of the Halo universe, and um, the game is published by Private Division, which is a subsidiary of Take-Two Interactive. It makes, you know, fucking... They publish GTA, they publish Borderlands, all that shit. So, uh, but their private division focuses primarily on uh, independent games. And so the technical beta featured a tutorial and multiplayer access. I only ran into the same mode the few games I played where it was like kind of a retrieval. It was round base where you'd either be on offense or defense and you'd have to pick up a core and deliver it to the enemy base. Like so, anti capture it was exactly. It was like an anti-capture flag. Yeah, because you had to invade the base with it. Mm. And it's like a, a demolition or plant the bomb type thing, and, and maybe some other games. Um, Interesting. They're trying to. Are they trying to plant a core at your base at the same time, or is there an attack and defense like rounds? It, exactly. It, it is like you have that role for that entire round. It doesn't. Mm, um, okay. You don't have. You're not on the attack at the same time while you're also trying to defend. Okay. It's staggered. And so, yeah, and and in this game, you have a grab cycle, and you're floating above the battlefield, and and you you can you know control your altitude. You have kind of a a quick thrust mode where you can kind of dodge stuff, and then you have a primary fire and an alternate fire, and then you're controlling troops on the ground. But the I, I get why they made it so simple, but it you're you're controlling like the real-time strategy side of this game which is a selling point for them i mean something they marketed as a selling point anyway right um it's so basic it's basically you hit one button and you're telling them like go here or come back or interact with this item in the world and it's all done on the 
on one button, the right bumper. And, and so it's very, very basic on the commands and what you can kind of do with those troops. Now, they all have like a special fire mode that's on a cooldown that you can also do. Man, in multiplayer, it feels so janky and weird and people kind of move so fast that you have to select an area to target when you use that. And by the time they've done whatever their special ability is, the enemy's gone. So it's, it's essentially useless. The maps I played were mostly urban. Some of the footage we saw a few months ago whenever they debuted the trailer for the game showed a mix of like rural and urban environments, but I, I was mostly in like cityscapes. Um, and, and something about it, man, like I, I don't quite know how to explain it. It just felt like a, an Xbox 360 game to me. Like it was lacking the, the, the refinement of a lot of the recent shooters we've played. It, it felt shitty to aim. Shooting didn't feel very good. Like it just didn't, the gun feel wasn't there. Um, and, and the aerial combat, like you would think like, oh man, I'm flying and you'd feel like you're flying, but it, it's, it's fairly slow. And like, I don't know, I, I think Titanfall is more satisfying for that experience. So I, I feel like this is a game that may appeal to people who are looking for a more methodical, slower kind of forgiving shooter. Cause it's, it's, it's not a tough one. I mean, it's much more low key than anything we've played lately. I definitely didn't get as frustrated <laughs> playing it as, as a lot of stuff we usually play. But it, um, it, it, it also doesn't have any any edge to it, any tenacity. I'm, I'm not amped when I play it. I'm not in. I'm just kind of floating. I'm like waiting for shit to happen. And uh, I don't know. I, I think as it stands right now, it's probably a pass for me. But I, I think if you're looking for something slower, it. it might be on the at least for what you saw on the beta, obviously, are you always on the graph cycle? Like, yeah. is that the yeah, game? Yeah. Graph cycle. Is there like a campaign mode at any point, or is it basically going to be this? What you're what you're describing for the multiplayer? Sure. Yeah, there is you, a do campaign we know? mode. Okay. Yeah, there will be, um, but the game didn't like the the beta didn't offer any sampling of that. Didn't even no trailer or anything for that. Um, you can mess around the tutorial, but I mean, it was, you know, tutorial is very straightforward. Right. Like, see, on games, heavy players a little lacking. Like, I'm, I'm cool, man. Like, if you put in six hours of a campaign that's fun to play, I'll, I'll give you sixty dollars for it. But yeah. if you do one of these like two-hour crash course campaigns, it's just for the multiplayer. But the multiplayer doesn't feel fun. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. It, it just feels rough. Then I'm not dicking with it. Nobody's. Not very many people no. are going to. You know, or they'll buy it and they'll play it for an hour and then put it down, and that's that's the end of it. You know. Yeah, and it's like they keep the things that are really like they drill home on every piece of marketing materials. This kind of stuff I mentioned: Halo co-creator, RTS mixed with like an aerial combat. This is like an FPS aerial game with strategy component and then co-creator of halo and i don't know dude it doesn't fucking feel like halo like it's i i, I feel like that's a real misnomer like it, it's art design is similar like the character models and stuff look like something bungie would make but that's about it like does it feel like are is the art even interesting enough to like be very distinguished or the characters or anything like that very distinguished I would say no. I would say it, it looks like a rough draft of like a C tier set of Destiny armor for most of the shit that's in the game. Mm. Like it just doesn't look very good. The, 
not... generic Titan armor that I wear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like what you wear it in Destiny. That's oh, man. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Too well, sad. I missed out. Kind of a bummer because it seems like yeah. the concept seems cool. Yeah, I, and again, this is a technical bad. I mean, it, it's still a little ways out. And if it has a cool campaign, you know, fuck mm-hmm. yeah. what I said doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. you well, it's like enjoy it for that. But that's like Modern Warfare. For as mm-hmm. miserable as the multiplayer is, the campaign is brilliant. I play the shit out of the multiplayer. Don't oh, get yeah, me wrong. So. But like, even if I didn't, I would feel perfectly fine spending sixty dollars because that campaign was incredible by yeah. my count. You know? Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I think the best FPS campaigns, like this, is totally just out, out of the blue. Sorry, but I, I think that one and then um, Titanfall two, like far and away, this console generation for like FPS games, excellent. Campaign. That was a good one. But the I don't know, like it's kind of a lost art. There really hasn't been that many good FPS campaigns. Yeah, we've kind of yeah. talked. Years about that where it's the campaigns turned into like i mentioned where it's just a crash course for controls so you can get to the online multiplayer and it's a real bummer it's a real bummer yeah metro wasn't bad oh that's true yeah that's a good point and then that last not the last wolfenstein but the one before that was yeah wolfenstein 2 and the first one yeah pretty good but yeah it's, it's it's rare anymore that you see good FPS, like, just on the real campaign missions. Um, so, yeah. I keep reading really good things about Doom Eternal. Yeah, everybody that's had time with it says it's better than the, the first one of this reboot in this generation. So, hopefully that holds up. Yeah. Time for some remasters. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Some reimaginings, as Brooks likes to point out. Reimagining, imagination. Yeah, dude. Well, let's let's talk uh, Children of Morta. So you just hopped into this one. Um, (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. This is developed by Dead Mage Studios and published by Eleven Bit Studios. It's a pixel art game, uh, as Brooks explained in his opening song. Thank you for that. Um, (laughs) So good, Uh, blending. Classic action RPG elements of Diablo with kind of the skill checking and experience building of a roguelike. Um, you kind of make a nominal progress at first and you come back and you make your character stronger and you do that on repeat until you're able to progress through the levels. Forever. Yeah. What Hunter, you played this. Bruce, you played this. Kyle, you looked at it in the game. I, no, I played it, no, I played it a good bit of Sunday because I kept oh, getting okay. pissed off. That it was taking me forever to get through these levels, and I finally quit. I was getting <laughs> towards the end of it. Yeah. I couldn't even get. I got to the second yeah. cave portion. I couldn't get past it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you weren't a fan, I think. Uh, it, not the biggest fan. It it was fun. Yeah, but there there's some things that if they fixed it would be a lot better. So. What what particularly bothered you about it? Just that Every time I died or... and I came back, there was some different cutscene I'd have to sit through. Yeah, well, I guess I didn't have to, but like I, I felt obligated to sit through it. And I was like, God, did shut up! I want to go back and try this again. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did think that was an interesting choice for the storytelling. Like, like the the first two times or so, like that that happened, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool because most most roguelikes, mm-hmm. that's not where the story's at. Like, I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. It makes like because usually in a roguelike, you die. It's like, fuck 
you know, yeah. you know start all over or whatever. On this one, it, it's like you're, you're still able to, once you unlock the next section, you start there. You don't start at the very beginning. Um, and it's not like you lose your character. You just come back to that, like your base and, and gear out. Have all the currency and experience that you gained in that attempt, even if you didn't make it any farther, even if you've done yeah. it 10 times, you get a not decent progressed any, like you still get all your money and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can still buy, like, increase your armor and your attack speed and stuff like that, so you can eventually will progress through it. Like, that that's all well and good, but yeah. uh, I thought the the way they tell the story is interesting. It's like it's like it's a book, like somebody, like you're they're telling, I did a tale. like that. Yeah, like yes. it's cool, man. And the I guy they've that. got doing the voiceover has a uh, a nice voice to listen to. Sure. I thought the voice acting was <laughs> yeah. great, you know. But it was it you just good. keep getting sucked out of it. Like you fought, like you might play for fifteen minutes, and you get killed before you finish this section of the dungeon. You're like, fuck, I got to get back in there. And then you have what mm-hmm. seems like an hour's worth of <laughs> oh, of this voiceover, it. and it's really just a couple of minutes. But your rhythm is completely fucked by it, and mm-hmm. it's super annoying. Yeah, it's definitely. It looked amazing, though. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. did. It's beautiful. That is one thing I wanted to, to talk about, too, is, like, I am, I'm honestly kind of burnt out on the pixel art stuff. It's just, like, for the last 10 years, like, every fucking indie game has gone with that art style. I'm just, mm-hmm. so, well, can, we, can we do something new? I'm just, I'm just like, kind of tired of it. And this is wild speculation, because I have zero knowledge of, you know, sure. graphic design <laughs> In video games and the application of all that 3d rendering and whatnot but i feel like the pixel art style has got to be easier like it's got to be easier i'm sure to it is sprites on that platform mm-hmm. than like 3d models so uh i, I, I think, think so i think that's why that you see a lot of it it doesn't bother me a whole lot but i haven't played a lot of those indie games. Um, yeah. i thought it had a it had a very neat aesthetic um, yeah it, it did a good job yeah. of like world creating within its, oh, its yeah. pixel art style um yes but, I, agree I can, I can see where they're getting where they're getting tired. Because it's like when I saw the character models and stuff, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then you load into the world and stuff, and like how how the you you play as like different members of the Bergson family, and you're fighting this evil force called the corruption in the the story. And then when you come into like your home and you see that, or you see that mountain toward the beginning of the game, and all these different like just the trees and stuff. They're very distinct. They look really cool. Um, the character models yeah. themselves are pretty lackluster, but the the actual just set pieces and, and level design is is awesome. Very neat. vibrant. A lot of really really colorful and like yes, prettier games that I've played in a while. That like you turn it on and it's just like holy shit! Like that's a lot to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I didn't yeah. make it more enjoyable. Speaking of those other characters, I had another thing I wanted to mention. It sure. pissed me off, you know. I'm getting good with this John guy. And it's like, oh, you got corruption. You got negative thirty five percent max health. You got to try these other characters. I don't want to play the other characters. I want to continue as John. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Come on, man. Uh, and then it just made my run throughs even more. So uh, it was Did, frustrating. Have they added any any of the online co op yet? No, we're never able to get that to work. So that's something they're added, some functionality they're adding later. Right now, it's just couch co-op. We tried to do that the other day, but you know, um, yeah. And and that's one thing. I I think on the changing characters thing, I, I'm with you. I don't love like when it forces you off of one. One thing I did like is those those kind of those bigger stats where it's like you're increasing your health and your damage and all that kind of stuff. Those would carry over to all your characters. 
So you right. might be having to switch to a level one or whatever, but at mm -hmm. least they had the health bonus, the damage bonus. Got level yeah. five armor. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Like your whenever you spend your gold that you get on these these runs are a lot a lot of the a lot of them actually a lot of the stats are across all the characters you know there's like your specials there's like two different specials there's like a passive and an active special it looked like uh, for each character and those mm -hmm. you have to start over obviously but everything else uh, Brooks what did you think of just like the kind of the the mix of, of power ups on the map of potions and stuff on the map as you're going through these dungeons. How do you think that impacted gameplay? Um, I mean, it felt good. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't think inherently the problem lies in like the, the action when you're in the action. <laughs> sure. Again, yeah. I think it goes back to that, you know, that loop of, you know, playing, dying, having to go back through, come back in, playing, dying. But uh, it, it was good. And I didn't play a whole lot. I, I, I think, you know, shit Kyle might have gotten farther than I did. Um, but the mechanics felt solid. Uh, I really liked when I discovered that you could use the right thumbstick to control your sword. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I made, yeah. It, made it a That's very fun. convenient. Yeah, you use right thumbstick to attack. That's very convenient mm -hmm. for the, the chick with the bow. Because yes. you can move with the left yes. and fire with the right in any direction. Uh, and that was very... That, I found that more convenient for the range. Yes, Heroes than the, uh, the melees, but those other ones are too yeah. close quarters, man. I'm getting my ass beat, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. tough. I think they could have fixed the speaking of the health potions, they, they could have fixed the algorithm, like dropping a couple more of those. Yeah, because yeah. I, I do feel the like whole cave running pretty and, few. Go ahead, Hunter. Sorry, I keep. Oh, no, you're good. No, you're good. That's what. I, I agree with you. I feel like I felt like the potion. Because I'd go through a whole cave run, nothing, and then I'd, the next run, I'd have six of them drop one air, and I'm like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> I yeah. could have used this little last one. I had all the shit. Yeah, I found myself leaving them. Yeah, because I didn't it. like it would drop three in the first little room, and so I'd go fight through you know four or five more rooms and have to try to go back yeah. and find the potions I left at the beginning. And I don't know, maybe that's I don't know. It was fine. That, I mean, it didn't bother me terribly, but no, I wish I they agree. were a little bit. I wish it felt a little bit more consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, upgrades and stuff were really fun. Like, there's obelisks and there's little, uh, random little challenges you can do in random cave rooms that would give you permanent yeah. bonuses, and some that were like timed that would give you uh, a higher drop rate for currency, or some of them would make your crit right. crit rate hit higher. And mm -hmm. there were little totems you can drop that were like attack totems. Uh, to give you an extra, basically an extra super that was just for that cave run. Uh, like I thought, I thought that was really neat. I, I really enjoyed good. it. I yeah, put about I like two that. hours in on it and yeah, like they, it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know another game I've played that had that mix of passive and active uh, abilities like that. that were different every one. Uh, I really, I put about two hours in on it. I really enjoyed all of it except that, uh, I was having some crazy frame rate issues and it was stuttering. I deleted the game off my hard drive. Ooh, well, no. I deleted the, I deleted the thing because I couldn't even play it. Like it would stutter so bad. Like the enemies were skating across the screen and I was skating. Oof. And whenever you're using That's those weird. melee heroes, it has to be timed right. Cause like you're yeah. evading and blocking and that kind of stuff. And I couldn't do it. And so I'd die after like three minutes. I never did make it past the first part of the first cave. You know oh, what I'm hell. saying? Cause I kept, cause the frame rate, 
it was so shitty. Like it was, it was a real bummer because I really sure. enjoyed every bit of it that I played. Yeah. Yeah, I never came across and, that once. Yeah, like I know no, yeah. none of you guys did. I talked. No. To Adam, he didn't have that problem either. So like, I was, I was real bummed about it. Yeah, that's super weird. I, yeah, I didn't have any real technical issues at all with it, but. Yeah, I think the May, only thing, and we we kind of touched on earlier, is just the the load times for a pixel art game that fairly simple graphically and all that kind of stuff in a game that is so rooted in, in kind of that meditative act of doing the same thing over and over again and, and repeating it and getting marginally better, getting marginally more powerful. You need the rhythm. You need to go back in immediately. And then you had these load times that seemed abnormally long for a game that simple. I mean, it's not necessarily crazy long for any game, but but for that mm-hmm. particular type, it, it seemed uh, like two to three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, seems two to three minutes seems like a long time for a game that simple. Yeah. And then you get to, after you've, you've played for like 10 minutes, which is a call of duty round. Like it's not that long. And then you die and you're like, shit, I got to get back in it. I think I can do better than that. I'll go buy a little bit of armor, upgrade that. You got another two minutes worth of load time and then two minutes worth of cutscenes, And then you're dicking around, uh, upgrading your stuff and it if I, I i felt like i was waiting as long in between my lives as i was playing you know and that's that's upsetting like that's that's hard yeah. to deal with uh, especially yeah. the way they scaled some of those enemies like that, i got to that second portion of the cave and there'd be times i'd spawn in and the first room i hit there'd be 20 freaking enemies and one of them would be you know that that gold armored whatever sure and so i just get pummeled <laughs> It'd be like a four minute run in the watch. And then sometimes you'd come into there and it would hardly be anybody in the first couple of Yeah. It felt like there was a fair amount of luck involved because there was one of those runs that I om- I know I had to have been almost to the end of that first section when it seemed like the frame rate seemed to be uh, tolerable and I got some really good rolls on like the, the charms and upgrades that yeah. I got. I was like, fuck, I'm about to beat this game because this role is badass, <laughs> you know, and then you just get dumped on in one of those little rooms. Uh, and that, that was upsetting. But it made me want to get back in and be like, shit, what am I going to get? What combination am I going to get next time? Because mm-hmm, sure. there's all there's like there's like obelisks and charms and something else. There's like three different subcategories with who knows how many. It, I would assume at least a dozen in each one. So you can get different like combinations of stuff. Like it made me want to get right back into it. So yeah. I may revisit it here in a month or so to see if they've got some of that stuff lined out. Uh, the frame rate issue. Cause that's one I would, I would sit there and play a lot. And like, I think, I think my wife would think it was like really like pretty to yeah. watch. It'd be one of those games. I think it would be. Yeah. Enjoyable if you two got to together, play. you'd have a good time. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, it'd be a good co-op game. Solo's kind of rough. Yeah. It, it seems yeah. like a really good time filler. Cause not yeah. right. Speaking of the str- I was just say I wish they'd let those gems roll over. Yeah, yeah. I'd find like six of those bastards, and then I'd almost make it to that merchant guy, and then I'd die, and then poof. So every time I'd find them, I'd never have enough things to buy. Yeah, I, I think overall, like I, I do think it's probably like the best roguelike game I've played. I generally don't like that style very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had a good time with this. I mean, performance issues, low time aside, I, I think it's a solid game. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, had a good nostalgic feel for me. Sure, that's what, that's what made it fun. I think with nobody else having those frame rate issues, it's gonna it'll give me. Yeah, I may jump back into it quicker than I had thought. Yeah, yeah I think so because with nobody else, it seems really weird that it was just me. But like, I don't have technical problems on any other game. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
it's not like I have a busted setup. Like everything works fine on everything else. It just, I'll give it another shot. Boys, I think that's a wrap for this episode. Um, as we end every episode, Brooks, why don't you tell the good folks at home what's in the box this week? Uh, I will, but first, a bit of a preface. Uh-oh. I'll admittedly <laughs> say that I may not have listened to the last episode, the one I missed, until this afternoon. Um, <laughs> and, I, and, and I did. I listened to it, and it was, it was fantastic. Um, but since I didn't get to weigh in on, on anything as, as I was absent, uh, in the box uh, this week is, is just all of, all of my fear that cyberpunk is being delayed for any other reason than just to make it badass. Just as badass as possible. Just a, a, yeah. a dragon with six heads mm-hmm. and each That's one of I them thought. just breathing fire and just the exact opposite of the ending of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully George Lucas getting back. Uh, the next sequel is Star Wars. I hope it, hopefully, you know, uh, just <laughs> it's 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 going to be okay. It's going to be good. It's going to be okay. And I thank you guys for the kind words too uh, that you gave me. You know, of course, it it really helped. It really brightened my day. Um, gotcha, buddy. Except for the part where Kyle said I need to take the pickle out of my ass. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. But yeah, so there you go. If you got any fears about Cyberpunk getting delayed till September, you can put them in a box too. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Game on, boxers. That's right. Oh, God. Exit song. Exit oh, no. song. Can we end every episode with Game on, boxers? <laughs>